This is the intro song for my asshole brain. <laughs> Hello, welcome to my asshole brain. Today we are going to talk about social media. I'm Amanda. And I'm Stephanie. And I have to say that it's going to be very difficult for me to talk about this one without going off on several tangents because I... <laughs> very strong feeling about social media. You are definitely, I am a much more active user of social media than you are. You have kind of abandoned it. Yes, you have done a, a, a good job, I would say, of abandoning it getting away from that that pull it has on people because it definitely I think for a lot of people whether people realize it or not affects their moods and their mindsets and their perceptions of themselves absolutely so from the most recent research that I was able to find 71% of the US population uses social media and that's actually not the highest apparently we're ninth in the world I think what is it the United Emirates what is it? United, UAE? United, United Arab, Arab Emirates. Emirates. I think they yeah. have 99% of their population. Insane. Uh, if, if what I saw was true. So we're still up there, but apparently we're ninth. So there, there are other places that are more active in social media than we are, but we still, the majority of our population participates in it. And what was also surprising to me is that WhatsApp, which I don't even know what that is is the most messaging app okay i've never used it but apparently that's the statistic i saw said that that was the most popular social media app in the world but not in the u.s in the u.s we really love we still love facebook despite everything that's happened with the what was it the cambridge analytica and the violations of privacy and then fake news right and and everything that right all the all the fake information that was being circulated around the last election especially in our age group we still love our facebook but the most prevalent users not which probably won't come as a surprise to anyone are like late teens early 20s they tend to be more fans of snapchat Snapchat, is a big one for them and i have snapchat and i've maybe used it twice I had Snapchat for a while, and I generally found it kind of pointless, especially because I don't do enough exciting things in my day-to-day to justify <laughs> sending people random. Yeah. A lot of my coworkers love it, though, and yeah. they send each other Snapchats all day long and just basically make goofy faces with weird filters and, and bunny ears. Yeah, I, I think I played with it. Uh, slightly tipsy for about an hour and and thought it was very amusing and then never got further enough to become like truly proficient at it so gave it up I have Instagram that I got years ago only I got it for the filters like before it was a a social media app I had it for the filters because I wanted to kind of fuck with some of my pictures before you could do that on your iPhone saying now you can do that right about everything so so I have an Instagram account and I'm not friends with anybody and no one's friends with me (laughs) because I don't use it I was just sounds sad yeah I have a Twitter account that I use very briefly when I I wrote for an online magazine and they encouraged us to have a social media platform that we could advertise our shit I never got whatever that fell apart so it, i have twitter i have instagram i've never used them i have facebook and i've largely abandoned it because i hate what it has done to my opinion of people who i want to like right facebook is yeah that social media in general but as we said we're facebook is probably the one that we use the most when we do use it yeah it is a wonderful platform for creating whatever kind of image you want of yourself. Whether you want it to be, <laughs> whether you want it to be that of perfection and everything looks great, right? Or you're one of those people that has that mindset of I'm, I'm not going to sugarcoat existence in my life. I'm going to keep it real, as it were. Which in and of itself is definitely a form of persona crafting. Yes. And there's also, there's the people who seem to always want to prove that they're doing better than everyone else. There's the people who always seem to want to prove that they're doing worse than everybody else. Like everyone has their own motivation. I have a lot of those on my Facebook, which I'm not sure what that says about me. Well, uh, we have a lot of similar, right. Yeah, Uh, we have a lot of. Yeah, so a lot of people who are trying to like win the award for the most pathetic. And I don't quite understand why anyone would want that award. Once again. It's not a competition. No. <laughs> We're all terrible. Um, I even fell into that when I was going through a difficult time period. I think I looked for validation and support through social media. And so I would absolutely post those things that I thought would elicit the reaction that I needed in order to feel better. And 
I will even look back on some of those things now and kind of cringe about them. And I am internally grateful that I did not have social media when I was a teenager because it would have been the fucking worst. Oh, constantly. Especially with breakups. I don't know how people deal with... Well, I've had it to a certain degree because I was on social media when my marriage ended and I was also on social media when some friendships have ended and so you still get that glimpse into what people are doing without you and how yeah. they've replaced you and that's incredibly painful but it was easier for me to deal with as an adult yeah I doing cannot... that when you're not a fully functional actualized adult mm, and a no. teenager who maybe has less grasp of their emotions and less life experience under their belt who maybe <laughs> I was an emotional mess when I was yeah. a teenager I went through a breakup a few breakups as a teenager, but one in particular, I remember when I was 15, and it, it was just kind of hearing things through the grapevine at school was painful enough. I cannot imagine having had to observe certain things yeah. on social media. Or having things. the ability to, like even those things where you're not friends with the person, but you have mutual friends, yes. or you're able to go and obsessively check their pages. Yes. And, oh, look, they're doing this thing, or oh, they're doing this, and it's, yeah. it's a window into obsessing over the thing that you are missing out on, which... I frequently joke that I was a much more functional and emotionally stable teenager than I am as an adult. Um, well, you didn't have a window into that kind of stuff. You didn't have and that point of comparison. And that's honestly, yeah. And I joke that social media has been so much worse for some of my own social anxiety and things yeah. like that because you just you have these opportunities to know what everyone's doing and then yeah. you know for people who post a lot what everyone's thinking and just because you have a thought doesn't mean you need to share it. Not everything needs to be. <laughs> not everything needs to be talked about I have so many thoughts but they don't all need to be shared I have so and this is where it's gonna be difficult for me to curtail this one of the things I know we're gonna to have to come back to is the prevalence of use in younger generations while they're job seeking and how we have to explain to them at the college level why maybe posting about getting drunk or having sex with random dudes or getting high isn't the best thing to do when you are trying to find a job or maybe at all to be quite honest like you can do these things and I'm not implying that you should be ashamed like if you are a sexually adventurous young person and you're happy and you're healthy and you're safe yeah. go for it for god's sake that's what your 20s are for do it you want to get high i don't care you want to get drunk i don't care don't post about it like right. there's or if you're going to like i don't know lock your your facebook or whatever yes make it private make things private yes. Fort Knox, your security on your sites like i have yeah if anyone that's ever seen you on the street can sign on to the internet and find the thing that you posted out you need to update your and learn your sexual settings. history yeah. your drinking preference and whether or not you smoke pot maybe not the best idea and this is why i have certain privacy settings on my page and it's also why i don't connect myself to my place of business like where i work because oh, yeah, i don't I, I do not want to be responsible for representing my business or get in trouble yeah. because and i have no mention mm -hmm. of i and not even even everybody on my facebook and general my close friends and things know where I work but yeah. I have no mention of my employer on my yeah. Facebook and I never have for, uh, yeah. if you know well, but mean, I'm like you know, even if I didn't I, I wouldn't because well if the president of the United a, States can tweet whatever the fuck he wants why can't that's, any government that's, employee that is true <laughs> there's now that you there are no that, consequences yeah, now that you said that I'm going to start doing whatever the fuck there I want there are no consequences no. any well if you get high enough there are I was very briefly I, I did identified myself as an employer at this business and then I stopped because there was a meeting where they even had a conversation saying you have to understand that if you list us as your employer that you then signed on to represent you have us. become a representative yeah. for our and I know that there are certain employers I know a lot of the local hospitals and stuff mm -hmm. it's basically something that you sign as part of your job contract that you will represent yourself in a specific manner and professionalism yeah. while you're working there and that tells like if you're gonna have their name as your place of employment on there you very careful about yes. what you put yes and especially when you're like a customer driven anything you're in where you rely on the public yeah thinking highly of where you work and coming to it to right, support you know. it which is pretty almost everywhere right. so I, I yeah I'm gonna say you don't you know you don't want to have your employees that work in your customer service type places you showing themselves well people snorting coke off of right. asses and stuff and, and then, people you know, they're, have gotten fired for right. that and that's why I'm not the slightest bit so I I stop I I, I, say, yeah, I don't I'm, I don't like my job I don't like well I, I like my 
job, but I am not in any way prepared to become responsible for representing the entire entity. I don't want that. That's why I removed it as my place of business. However, sometimes they will still tag me in things. I'm like, okay, well, all right. But I'm, I've also basically stopped posting from fear of, well, I, I've stopped posting for a number of reasons. My account is still active. But one of the reasons I have stopped posting is because I'm not the slightest bit interested in having anything I say or do. It feels like the Miranda rights being used against me in the court. Right. Anything you say or do can be used yeah, against being you. Turned, being used against right. you and turned on you for... Right. I don't want to be accused of not being a good representative and being penalized for that. And for a very long time, I've tried to remain neutral in many ways. Um, you know, there have been occasions where, especially around the most recent election, I posted some opinions on things and even stuff that I thought was relatively innocuous got a little bit of responses from people. And I was like, so I'm not even, it, it's, it's very frustrating for me and I get yeah. tired of like, so I'm not allowed to have an opinion. I can't, but at the same time, like I, I respect someone's right to counter what I have to say, but at the same time, time when they come at me in a very irrational emotional point of view and they're making statements that are very serious like stereotyping people or like I just it's like okay well I can't talk to you in a reasonable manner because you've come at me saying with generalizations and assumptions and none of what you're saying is fair or accurate so I can't have a reasonable conversation with you and that is largely what I've discovered online is that it is incredibly difficult to have a fair and reasonable conversation and as someone who teaches English someone who teaches writing someone who teaches just argumentative writing I, I very strongly emphasize critical thinking and there's such a lack of that in say social media and social media is not a place for critical thinking no not necessarily even thinking but definitely not critical thinking. absolutely not and and that's what's so it's it's very disturbing to me seeing the amount of stuff out there that's not true that people are just gobbling up and accepting as truth it's it is incredibly difficult for me and that's one of the reasons that I'm I have a real problem with social media right now is because it has had the power to convince people to believe things uh, like uh, there's a wave of anti-intellectualism there's a way of anti a wave of anti-science people don't want to trust things that have been tested and proven to be true they're like no I read this on Facebook so it's the truth right and I have very much gotten to a point in, in those examples like not become anti-intellectual or anti science to my knowledge but I very much find that I have trouble believing a lot of the things and I have very much gotten to a point where I'm like well I don't know that I trust anything I read no matter where it comes from because I'm like which one's true which one's right. not and I that's definitely a thing that I have developed in the years since social media has been just because it because it's just like there are too many and I see things that are from people that I generally consider are smart well informed and I see them post things and I'm like I don't know that that's correct yeah. and then it turns out that it's not or I see things posted by people that I think are fucking stupid and then it turns out their thing's correct and I'm like I don't know anything anymore and I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like it's confusing and it's just you know and just because something's a clever meme doesn't mean it's true Oh, yeah, and there's, I mean, you know, Facebook's all about that. I'm like, well, if you put a picture and it makes you laugh, it's probably a thing. Yeah. Like, that's... Well, I had posted something... It doesn't work that right. way. I, I had posted something at one point, and somebody responded with a meme. And I even said to him, his comment to me involved a meme. And I was like, I don't know what to say to you because you responded to me with a meme. Yeah. Like, if you want to have a conversation, I'll have a conversation with you, but you just responded with a picture. I'm going to say, I respond with memes when I think, A, what was posted needs humor. Yes. Or the person's just being stupid. Right. But I've never tried to do a counter-argument through a meme that's, because yeah. I'm not 13. And that's what he was doing. And, and to be honest, like, I'm fairly good at diffusing the situation, and he and I reached a point where we were like, we're going to agree to disagree on this point, but we also agree on this point, and we're going to find a middle ground, and it was great. But it took so much effort and emotion just to reach that one person to find a like a point where we we both agreed despite coming at it from different perspectives and I'm like I don't know how people do this on a regular basis there are certain people I know who love that like they love the engagement they love the debate they love the and righteous I, indignation right. and I very much have gotten to a point where I'm like you know my initial reaction to things I see is oh like to go and you know keyboard warrior and just oh, start yeah. typing away and I have had to stop I've had to start you know kind of restraining myself because if for no other reason one I'm not going to change generally speaking you're not going to change anyone's opinion through a Facebook argument and I even asked that question once and I was disappointed at the lack of response I got because I genuinely wanted to know I asked people and I don't have a lot of Facebook friends because typically I only accept requests or request people who I know 
in person, and so I don't have a lot of them. Um, but I had said you don't have seven thousand Facebook I, friends. I do not. Huh. I don't because I'm apparently a bit of a loser. And I said, <laughs> how many of you have actually had your opinions changed based on a Facebook post or Facebook debate? Uh, and I think I had one person who genuinely responded. It was a mutual friend of ours who was actually very good at engaging and discussing. But my experience has largely been that Facebook is a place for extremists and persona crafters and narcissists and people who I love and adore in person, I find myself disliking intensely on Facebook yeah. because the person that they portray on social media is very different from the person. The person that, that they, that either they actually are or the person that you know, because right. people can be multifaceted, obviously, and maybe you what? don't know. I, I know, right? But that's but the know, other part of it. You see either, I didn't know that aspect of that person before, and depending yes. on what it is, you're either like, oh, cool, or you're like, oh, no. Yes. Or... <laughs> Or it's just, you know, you're kind of, is this person putting on? Like, who are right. they trying to impress? So, yeah, so it gives you different views of people, and it, they're not always positive. By and large, in my experience, they're not. Or it's on things people, you know, that you see them post, and you're like, I know this person, and I know them well enough to know that's not real. That's, that's a, full That's a total shit. fucking lie. Yeah, and, you know, and then that makes it infuriating. Yeah. Especially when you see all the people that come rolling in, like, you know, oh, praising them and loving them, and you're just like, sitting the whole time like... This is not this person. Stop it. And I'm sure I, I'm sure there are people that see things I post that think that about me. Like, oh, she's full of shit. Well, yeah. which is fine because I am the first person <laughs> to tell people I am full of shit. So if you think that about me, like I'm actually putting up the face that I'm. I don't think that's true of you, though. And the fact I think I've even told you, you're like I'm one so of. So glad the... I've tricked you. I, I must. I'm thoroughly gullible. You've gotten me under your spell because you are one of the very few people who I feel is just who you are. The shit that you post on there, like, and I can tell sometimes, like, when you're trying to boost yourself, or you're trying, but I know that's what you're trying to do. So it doesn't come through as false. It comes through as an attempt to, like, I need to kind of, like, raise myself up here. Right. And I also always add humor to everything I do because right. I'm completely incapable of functioning in any manner, whether it be serious or not serious, without injecting a ridiculous amount of humor into it. But that's, it's an amazing coping technique. And that's it honestly one that I've tried to use quite a lot. In fact, some of the, the, the best responses I've gotten have typically been from the things that I've posted that have been just me kind of making fun of myself. And when you do, like, I, I see a genuineness in you that I don't see in others. I have seen countless people, you and I both know, where I have the true story behind what they're presenting. And so, like, they'll present one thing and I'm like, oh, God damn it, I know that's a lie. I'm like, that's not true because I know. I've heard right. the story. Like, this marriage is not as perfect as you claim it is. Like, you, you yeah. know the truth behind it. And it got so frustrating yeah. to see these things. And then to not only see these falsehoods being put out there, but the other people, like, just falling over it like I can't falling over it yes oh I love that that you're the you give me hope for you this and and I'm I'm always torn between like when I see things like that and my initial reaction is ugh, this is crap like whether or not like is this actually crap am I being negative am I being jealous and so I'm always very cognizant of that too like am I just being kind of like a hater like are you being petty or right and so it's like and again it's one of those things it's like if social media wasn't here like this person wouldn't be able to do this thing and say this thing and have all these people and it wouldn't be an issue it's not like you don't go like have card nights with your friends and like sit around and and speak in Facebook statuses or Facebook posts well I just for me the frustration comes when I know the story behind it so it's not a matter of being going I'm not sure that's true it's usually a matter of me going I know that's not true because I've heard other things or right. I've witnessed other things I'm like I was there right this is total bullshit yeah. and you're a fucking liar and I don't know how to deal with this in a way that's yeah. that's not going to make me outraged and so it's easier for me to just remove myself from the situation uh, the other thing is that thing astonishes me is the number of people who buy into the bullshit and then fawn over those people or provide them like a tremendous amount of sympathy and support when I'm so this either isn't in entirely true like this thing that you're giving them sympathy for is a disaster of their own making they cause these right like they They are not the victim right they're not a victim because they've created this chaotic situation for themselves or they're trying to benefit from this negative situation and they're actually manipulating you for either emotional or sometimes financial Financial. gain and in those instances i'm so fucking angry that i i just want to go on there like you're a liar well yeah i'm gonna say and it's do you want to keep exposing like you have your options are you know removing those people and if it's you know if it's one person or two persons 
people. <laughs> you know, presuming that they're not like family members, it's you can unfriend them or unfollow them, but it's when you see that kind of behavior from multiple people, it's like, do I unfriend all these people? Do I delete this or do I just, you know, kind of back away? Like, do yeah. it, is it worth it to have the minimal positive interactions that I have on there and get all of the negative things right. and the things I find so infuriating? Or is it easier to just pull away and miss out on the few things? Yeah, you have to do like a benefit cost analysis. Right. Yeah. And for me, the cost was too great and the benefit was too little. And to be quite honest, like I can still, I still have Facebook Messenger and so there are certain people people who I keep in contact with through there so that I, I, I know that they're okay and I know things are going well. It was it was too great an emotional cost for me to stay on there and have my opinion of so many people be damaged. And maybe that makes me a shithead. Maybe I'm incredibly judgmental. But... I don't think that's what makes me a shithead. <laughs> well, I, I mean, maybe it's incredibly <laughs> unkind of me to think so little of people who are doing things that at the heart of it are many times come from a place of insecurity and unhappiness. More emotionally generous person perhaps I could look at that and go well I know that that's not true but I know that they need this like I know that they need to believe that their marriage is perfect or I know that they need to believe that they're doing something noble or this or that or whatever so that because they they're struggling and they need to overcome that and that's where the falsehood comes from but for me it was just it was so it was such a constant flow of bullshit that I just and yeah. to withdraw. I couldn't do it anymore. I'm mixed between what annoys me more. The, you know, you get your Facebook memories and things like that, and I'll see things, patterns, and years ago were like, day after day I would have the same kind of like negative, kind of woe is me yeah. posts. And I see those and I'm like, oh my God, why did anybody let me post this thing? <laughs> why didn't someone message me like, yo, cut it, yeah. stop. Like this yeah. is, you're depressing everyone. And it cracks me up because I'll see those, but then, and I'll be like, that's exactly what this, this person has been posting non-stop for a while and like on one hand they need you said they need security they need some yeah. sympathy they need maybe they're not getting human connection for some reason right now and this is their option and so part of me is i'm a dick or i've been there why don't i have more compassion but it's like when you see it constantly over and over again uh, like it's the same reason i figured out i couldn't be a psychologist or a counselor because they're like i don't well they've taken up too much of their fair share. that's what it is for me there's a certain amount of attention to go around and when you've taken up more than your fair share my point is like you need to shut the fuck up and sit down it's someone else's turn now so when someone's constantly vying for attention it's so frustrating for me because i just want to go sit down it's not your turn it's someone else's turn i liked the the one thing you talked about social media for some people it's their only option for social interaction okay so the human being is a social animal there's that desire for that connection the problem is is when usually when people get in front of each other you go to a friend's house or you're talking to somebody or doing anything when somebody's right in front of you yes people tend to craft and put forward their persona, whatever they want it to be, whether it's completely genuine or completely false or some mix therein. When you go home and you get on social media, you're putting out information, you're communicating to other people because the other person isn't actually present with you, that you don't have to look them in the eye and say what you're about to say, which may be total crap if they were there. But on the social media, you're just saying whatever rolls across your head and you're not worried about having to look somebody in the eye yeah. as you say it because you know they're going to laugh oh, at you. You don't, you don't have that feedback, whether it's you know verbal or... So you're, so you're putting out all this language. information without what would be the social, the, the safeguard the, that would happen, the bullshit filter that would happen if the person right. was sitting in front of you. It comes out unfiltered, just those out there. Well, to me, it kind of seems like social media really should be called unsocial media because people would not say some of the things they say in person that they're more than happy to throw out on the internet. And that's Absolutely. because there's nobody in the room to hold them accountable if they were having personal conversations. Well, especially when you have anonymous forums. For instance, uh, I'm on Reddit quite a bit. As far as being active, like I'll post on occasion, but for the most part, I'm just a lurker and I just observe. observe. But I have posted some things, like comments and responses and stuff like that. But that's a situation where you are anonymous. So it's not like Facebook where you know the people. So you can post completely anonymously. And because of that, you can say completely terrible things if you want to, and you can hide behind the persona or the name that you've created and you don't actually have to feel the impact of it which I feel like a lot of celebrities have dealt with this they and, and not just celebrities I mean there's doxing which is right. where people will find out like the real personas even in situations like on reddit where you have anonymity because you're behind like a false name and they don't know who you truly are like on Facebook obviously people know who you are but in other forums that you don't because yeah, you have face, a face and name. Facebook has actively made it so you can't have fake names and right. things like that 
that right. they've made that a very important part of their platform. Right. So you cannot say things anonymously. Like if you're going to say something that's terrible, people know you They're said gonna, it. Yeah. And if you you've got it, and you've got to have the balls to say it, and know that you're going to take those repercussions. But in other forums like Reddit and other places where you can hide behind anonymity and, and to Twitter to a certain extent and things like that. You don't have to have your real name. You can say these terrible things and people don't know who you really are. So you can hide behind that. But with doxing, they've been able to find what happens is they will go and they will find who you really are and, and disseminate your information to the public. Right. And so then you can be essentially lynched online yeah. and then in, in, in even real life that'll make your life hell. So there's a kind of social justice there sometimes, but often it's not used to bring someone to justice who's been terrible. It's actually been used to this person is doing or saying something we don't like and so we're going to make their life hell. So it's actually been used against people who are saying something unpopular in different forums and, and they're not necessarily bad people. They're just someone yeah. Who somebody you else get, didn't like what they had to say. I'm gonna so say they you get um, like for example the fandoms that kind of band together you know, yes. online. And I think one of the recent ones that we've heard a lot about was Kelly Tran from the most recent Star Wars movie mm -hmm. that basically deleted I think her Instagram and maybe some other things because of all the hate messages yeah. and things she was getting from basically angry Star Wars fans yeah. that thought she ruined the film. Yeah, there and that's in my in my side. Sort of that dark corner of the internet where you know the people with the most heinous thoughts and opinions band together yeah. and they make it their mission to ruin someone's day yes. or week or and life if they have that off and it tends to be very misogynistic it tends to be very racist yeah. leslie jones experienced a lot of that as well yes. so a lot of celebrities have withdrawn completely because of that backlash that they've yeah. received from people who've hidden behind that yeah. anonymity and it's, you know, it's those things that if you wouldn't say to someone standing in front of you Don't you you know <laughs> you shouldn't be saying it but it's like you know you yeah you have that that safety of either anonymity or that safety of I'm sitting in my mom's basement in right. the middle of nowhere and this person's thousands of miles away right. so I can say whatever I right. want they and, can't you know, do anything to yeah. me and that's it's kind of removed the the natural consequence like typically if you were very unkind in person you would have to deal with whatever backlash you would get for that in that particular situation, but when you're online. And the other part of it is there's a good chance that there's other people who feel the same way. So even if there's a large part of the population that condemns you for your actions, there's another part that's like cheering you on in your hatefulness. And one of the things that was interesting is that, I said before, like it, social media actually, it gives the illusion of being social while not giving the benefits of being social. So uh, not only can it be addictive, it can also, make people think that they are having legitimate relationships with people but they're not and so while you think oh I'm on social media and I'm liking this person's pictures or I'm commenting on their status I have a social life it is not the it's same not thing the same you thing. don't get the same reward from liking a status or having an exchange on social media as you do from sitting across from a human being and having a conversation so we think we're being so and we're and we're not yeah. and so we're substituting genuine human reaction with comments and likes yeah. on emojis on and... a computer and we think it's the same and it's not yeah. not to say there isn't a benefit from it because you do get to kind of keep tabs on people who you might not otherwise like I have a friend who I worked with when I was in college and she lives in San Diego and we don't talk to each other or see each other very often but I can keep tabs. You still have, yeah, I can you keep still tabs have interaction. Her. Right. And so in when, some form. Exactly. So when she was coming back into town a couple of years ago and wanted a place to stay, she sent me a message. She asked if she could stay here. I said, fine. It was great. And it yeah. was wonderful to see her. And it was like we hadn't missed a beat. Yeah. So it does allow you to kind of maintain yeah. and those relationships. And it works for you know people that have you know family and things. Yes. Like I have. Yeah. I have cousins that live in Florida, and I would never see pictures of their kids or anything like that. I'm able to see. But these are all instances and in people where you already had a true and genuine uh, relationship and uh, interaction. To some degree, it can be. Yeah, and uh, but and, I mean, and, I, I, mean, people... and I, have, I have people that I'm friends with on, you know, Facebook that I've met through groups or mutual friends that I've never actually met that I genuinely like hearing about and seeing about their lives and things like that so you know 
there is some of that where there is some positive benefit to it and I've you know I've made friends that I would not otherwise have and there's a connection yeah and to be honest I've stayed in touch with people that I otherwise would not have I mean you and I both have a friend who right now lives in China and I don't know how easy it would be to stay in contact with her if we didn't have Facebook because she's been gone for years she hasn't Mm -hmm. lived locally for quite some time at the same time you could say well why don't you text like for instance my stepsisters live out of town and so for a while Facebook was kind of my way of keeping tabs on them and then when I rejected Facebook I was like you know what I gotta find another way so I text more and one of my stepsisters doesn't love texting so I kind of have to get stuff secondhand and the other one is much more you know so like I have to find other ways to connect with people and it's a matter of you know You can make the argument, like, you know, if the friendships are genuine, you have other ways to reach them or, you know, to contact them. So it's like, you know. And if you have a genuine connection, I do believe that you can lose contact for a while and still reconnect later and be okay. Very much so. But I also think that there are a lot of people on social media who think they have a genuine connection with someone that they don't. And part of that is because of persona crafting, which is this idea that you are creating a version of yourself that is not entirely genuine um, to show to the world that highlights everything that you want to believe true is, are your best assets while minimizing the negatives. Yeah, these, are, these are, you know, my mm-hmm. likable things and, you know, I'm, right. I'm, you know, I always joke I'm funnier on the internet than I am in real life. Like, you know, like the things that you put effort into because <laughs> yeah. those are the, you know, you, you focus on the parts of you that you like or that, you know, like most people aren't going to put, you know, their negative, of course, aspects not. on there. Like my feet smell, right? And, of course you know, not, because I you, my nose all day. You don't want to put that out there because it's what the majority of the people are going to see. So you have to edit it, and that's why, like that's that's why people. The science says that people tend to feel worse when they get off social media than better, yeah. and. I found that to be true for me. Like, I found myself getting angry every time I got on. So I'd go through, I'm like, this is fun, this is fun, this is fun. Oh, God damn it, this person's totally fucking lying. And they have, look, there's 50 comments of people who are, like, supporting them in their illusion and blah, blah, blah. And I, like, there's this part of me that wants to go, they're a liar. Like, stop feeding into this. And and, and, and for me, social media, a lot of, like, the negative that I take from it is, and I almost, I'm pretty sure that the, uh, the, invention of FOMO, fear of missing yes. out, is something that has arisen out of the social media, you know. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, constantly seeing what other people are doing and, you know, seeing these things and being able to go like, oh, I'm not doing that thing or, oh, I'm not having that fun or I'm not with those people. And that's a lot of where my anxiety and my, you know, general negative feelings towards social media come from as being like these things I'm missing out on or these people I'm missing out on. Well, for me in part, and this is why I had to delete certain people, was because it was the, the realization that they were doing things without me. People who had always done things with me no longer were doing things with me. And it was too painful to see that I was being left out. So I don't have to always be doing everything that everyone else is doing. But when I would see like, oh, so-and-so is doing this with so-and-so, and I'm like, hmm, nobody asked me. Or yeah. or that's a thing that we would have done before. Right, yeah. yeah. Or even in situations where, even, even as far as tagging, like somebody posting something, but like, oh, I just really want to like praising a friend of theirs for doing something for them. And I'd be like, bitch, I've done this, 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 and this. Like I could list off five things. Yeah at the top of my head that I've done for you and I've supported you and I've been there for you and I've been a good friend to you and I ain't got shit and you're praising this one person for doing some bullshit superficial thing and it shouldn't matter because it wasn't a sense of like oh I want everyone to praise me for what I'm doing because when you do kind things for people you do it because Because that's what you want to do and not because you're trying to get a reward for it when you do nice things for people it's because you want praise and recognition when you do kind things for people it's because 
you're, you're doing it because you, you genuinely want to improve that person's life. So I try to do things out of kindness rather than niceness. So it's not about what makes me look better. It's about what genuinely is good for the other person. Yeah. And I want to be a good friend to them. But I'm not going to lie. It's been difficult when I have been like a solid, steadfast, supportive person in, a, in someone's yes. life. And then to see them like vomit praise over someone who's done next to nothing while I get no thanks or appreciation and it's like okay so apparently this is a popularity contest and 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 what I've done for you is not worth gratitude but what they've done for you is I think what you just said touched a lot of it popularity contest yeah social media is I mean it's it's the high school yearbook on inter- on the internet. It's, you know, Ugh. who got the most signatures, who yeah. got the best one-liners or whatever. And it's just, it, it very much drives home how superficial some human interactions are. I almost feel like in some ways it taints your normal everyday face-to-face interactions when you get so absorbed in it because it's all you think about and focus on. Like, oh, I had a lot of fun and I did this thing and make sure it's on the Facebook. It's about eliciting a response. Yeah, I make sure it's on Facebook and so everyone sees likes. that, you know, mm-hmm. we went here and we did this thing and we got this yeah. photo or we did this and it's like, how much of what you're doing is in the moment and are things you're actually enjoying and participating in and how much of it is stuff that you're chronicling because you're going to put it right. I mean, out for everyone to see. Yeah. Like it just, it's, it's just, it's what we said before, it's taking the actual social aspect out of it because it's just making it so much more about cataloging and earning points is essentially what it comes down to yeah about a year or so ago like I I had seen an article about a boy who was suffering from cancer and it really touched me and so I and my kids and some of my students had 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 gotten together and drawn some pictures and shit like that to to mail to him just to kind of like give him a boost and and help him feel better and a friend was like I commented that I should post it and I had thought about it but then I was like you know what I don't I mean, on one hand, maybe I should have because I, I could have said, look, there's this kid, he's suffering, and if you want to help, you could do this thing. But I was so afraid that if I posted it and said, hey, these kids and these students and I, we, we did this cool thing, that it was going to turn into a, like, it was going to just read as... Look at this wonderful thing right, that I've done. Praise, praise me, me for being, yeah. like, a generous and kind yeah. person. And I didn't want to taint that experience. So I ended up not posting a single yeah. thing about it because I was like, I don't want to do that. I'm not, I'm not going to exploit the situation to make myself look better. Yeah. Like I know who I am. I know what I do. I know the, the, the things I contribute to, the things I donate to, the things that I support. I don't need to broadcast that in order to advance my standing in other people's eyes and that's where virtue signaling comes in which I had never heard of before until I was having a conversation with someone about a a business that likes to advertise itself as a a Christian business but then in the course of the conversation some people were like having some frustration with it and I was like I don't understand what's going what why are you guys so troubled by this particular business and it came out that they actually paid their employees poorly compared to the average so like in the industry they paid below standard but like to make a big show of being a very supportive business a very Christian business that takes care of its people and values its employees and as I dug a little further it kind of became apparent that the owner of the company was much more interested in looking like he was virtuous than actually being virtuous and I don't mean to pick on him for being it's not always a religious thing so I'm not picking on that in particular that just happened to be the situation where I first heard that phrase and what it comes down to is people who like to portray themselves as being very virtuous and be like generous whatever the virtue is but it's done solely for the purpose of advancing themselves in a social manner and you, making, to appear superior. Right, and making, you know, giving yourself a positive portrayal in order to, you know, in that example, elicit further business right. and things like that, and it's it's not genuine. Like, if that's a genuine thing and that's a true aspect of your company or your agency or whatever it is, then that's great, that's fine. But if you're basically abusing something that would elicit business or fans or whatever... Mm-hmm to do it then yeah no and it's unethical you know if if you're portraying yourself as virtuous for the goal of advancing yourself it's like 
I mean, it's a tricky situation to be quite honest because does anyone ever do anything that is completely selfless? Because even if you do something that benefits another person, you still in theory get benefit from it because it makes you feel good that you've done something for them. So it's the question of is there ever truly a selfless act? Well, possibly not because you still get some benefit from being like, hey, look, patting myself on the back, I did a good thing. I donated to that charity. I... You know, and, and, say, and even if your mindset isn't of that, you may be surrounded by people who have that mindset. So they would still wouldn't see it as completely selfless. So yeah, there's... Right. So I don't know that it's possible to do something that is that does not benefit, that only benefits others, but does not benefit you. At the same time, that doesn't mean that you should manipulate or take advantage of the fact that you do kind of okay things in order to advance your standing. But that happens a lot on social media. A lot of times people love to take the stance of moral superiority. Like, oh, I would never do that. Or, uh, you know, that... that my, I, my personal favorite that I still see a fair amount is, like, I would never step foot in Walmart. Now, like, again, on one hand, I'm like, okay, yeah, there, there are many things about them that can be considered unethical. But, you know, I see people that just lose their absolute minds over it. I'm like, well, not everybody can afford to pay, you know. Unfortunately, they are where they are because they are so cheap and there are people who don't have, you know, the benefit of speaking with their pocketbook. Yes. So you see things like that where people, and sometimes that moral superiority ends up coming off as classist or racist or whatever it is because... You You have the luxury of making that choice because you're not fucking broke. Right, I'm going to say, you know, there's so much to it that's a luxury and... Yeah, you have the luxury of being able to reject that particular thing because you can afford to do something else. And moral superiority is a bit of a luxury because, to be quite honest, if you're put in a particular situation, if you're truly desperate, I have been you, in... You don't have room for morals. No, yeah. you don't. And people who've never been in that situation will never understand that. Yeah. And so it's very easy to look down on others who make what you consider to be questionable choices if you've never been in that position. And social media makes it very easy to show off your moral superiority when you're sitting behind a computer screen or yes. typing on your phone and it's all hypothetical. Especially when you only see half the story, which is another thing that often happens is when you will see stories or videos, like they'll show a clip of something and you'll only see like a very short version of it and you don't see what came before and you don't see what came after. You only see what whoever made that video wanted you to see. And they're very often trying to elicit a response. They're they, trying they to get you an, outraged. They have an agenda. Exactly. And yeah, and without you know, without the full thing you're missing some, if not all, of the context right. of the background. And, right. Yeah. So people get angry and they get outraged and they see these things. Or in, in the opposite of that, like they think it's amazing and they think it's wonderful. And again, if you don't know the whole story, if you don't see the whole picture, if you don't know the whole story, it's very easy to have like a knee-jerk reaction to that particular situation and past judgment. But the older I get, And the more situations I've lived through, the more sympathetic and forgiving I am, the more willing I am to give other people the benefit of the doubt. Except in situations where I know the person and I know they're full of shit, and then I'm like, fuck that, I can't watch, I can't watch this chaos anymore because it's... I find that I'm more willing to give the benefit of the doubt to strangers than I am to people I know, which I don't know, maybe that's not uncommon. Well, when you when you know people and you know their story, it's very easy to look at their situation and say, okay, so this is not true, this is true, and because people we know, we have more of the story. More of the picture, So yeah. it's easier to say, okay, so based on what I know, I can make this assessment, but when you don't know someone, you have less of the story, so you're willing to say, there's probably more to this that I'm not aware of and therefore I'm willing to reserve judgment until I know more. But that doesn't happen with so many people. There's no reserving of judgment. There's no interest in seeing the full picture. And the thing with social media is it, it can be very addictive. It can feed certain elements and it makes us think we're being social. It makes us think that we're connected and we're actually not. And the other thing is one of the things when I was doing my research and I looked into was social media and narcissism. Like, has it, does it cause narcissism? And, of course, 
whenever you're trying to prove causation, it's very, very complicated. If you've ever taken psychology, you know that it's incredibly hard to prove that one thing causes another. Right. You can prove correlation. Correlation, not causation. Right. However, what I saw was that we can't really attribute social media for causing narcissism, but it's a perfect platform feeds, for yeah. it. Exactly. So people who are narcissists fucking love social media because it gives them exactly what they need. You get all that attention and then you get that, you know, that attention keeps building and so that every time you post something you get more, you get that same and yeah, that good positive right. feedback for whatever, whether it's, you know, good or bad shit that right. you're spouting. If you really want attention, you can get it. Good or bad, you can get it. But the problem is for people who aren't necessarily narcissists, it's a little bit more problematic because it can be addictive and it can give a false sense of socialization or connection. being social, of connection, yes, yeah. that isn't really there. It also forces us to compare our lives to others, which can be very, very negative. Especially uh, if they are showing just the good parts or just the parts they exactly. want people to see. Exactly, yes. This person goes on vacation all the time. I haven't been on vacation in 10 years. Yes. And it's like, well, you know, they don't post all this, the stupid shit in right. between. So. Or the, the tremendous credit card debt that they have. That too, right. I mean, there's a, a quote that says something, and I don't remember who, who to attribute to, but it's basically... We are comparing others' highlight reels to our unedited version. So they're only showing us what they want us to see. And then you compare that to our everyday lives. So we know all the dirt and nastiness and ugliness of our lives. And, and we we're comparing nothing of, right. of theirs, of their background. Right. So they're showing us all that's beautiful and positive, but we don't know all the ugly that's behind it and so it makes us feel worse about ourselves because we think well why can't I have that why can't I look like that way why doesn't my relationship work that way is toxic and so what it comes down to is that at the end of the day if you're going to be on social media you have to have a certain amount of moderation realistic expectations of what you're seeing and reading and you have to understand that what people are portraying is probably not 100% true. Right. Once you recognize that and you accept that, you might be able to look at what people say and do and post and be like okay with it and not let it affect you as much. But if you think that everything they're posting is true and that their lives are as glamorous as they say they are, or even if their lives are as terrible as they say they are because they're trying to elicit sympathy, you know, there's a lot of a lot of what's on there is designed to elicit a particular reaction. Yeah. Woe is me and yeah. look how it's a subtle look how look at the chaos that is my life and that is never unending. Right. And feel sorry for me. And then also tell me what a survivor I am and how strong I am for overcoming all these terrible things that are happening to me. It all seems like a not so subtle form of manipulation. And yet I am surprised by the number of people who fall victim to it. I don't think that I am any more aware or any less naive than the average person. And yet I am continuously surprised by the number of people who are suckered in by the shit that's posted. At the same time, is that because we're, you know, those specific examples of people that we feel are manipulative anyway, so whereas they've never presented anything to make other people see that side of them. So we know the truth that they don't, that other Maybe. people don't? I don't know. But in it, just in a general sense, I assume that anyone on any type of social media is presenting a sanitized version of themselves Some in their lives. Some kind of an agenda behind how they're posting or what. Yeah, and, and I was as well. And that's honestly one of the reasons why I stopped. Because I felt like even I wasn't being particularly genuine yeah. in what I was and posting. I, and I myself have even kind of pulled away from posting as frequently or posting about certain things just because I don't want to seem like I'm woe is mean or, you know, right. I need sympathy or pity or anything like that. So I do have a tendency to, you know, and, and that is one of those things that I have become aware of from seeing other people's posts and being like, that's the kind of thing I would post and I'm right. annoyed to read I don't that. want to be that person. Yeah, I'm annoyed to read this thing this person's posting, so I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Yeah, and quite honestly, I mean, that happened to me. Like, I, again, I, I went through a difficult time period and I kind of posted things because I was trying to elicit a certain response. And when I look back on it now, I'm like, oh, 
why did I do that? Why did I care? I've gotten to the point where I have so detached from that. I don't need the approval. I don't need that. And I'm not trying to imply in any way that I'm superior. It's just that for my own mental health, I had to stop pinning my happiness and satisfaction. On Facebook likes. Exactly. And they're so fucking arbitrary. Right. Like I would post something that I thought was like meaningful and interesting and get no response at all. And then I'd post some stupid bullshit picture of like my senior photo. Talking. Oh yeah. The the things that are of seeming importance yeah. or yeah anything like that never get the attention. No. That, you know the ridiculous like stuff. Yeah, like an interesting observation or something really meaningful to me, and it would get like six people liked it, and then I post like a picture of me when I was eighteen years old. So everybody revel yeah. in the fact that at, at one time I was much prettier than I am now. And it like the response was fucking huge, and I'm yeah. like, really? That's well, it's, you is know, that what you people want and it's from also, me? It's quick, like it's a picture, so it requires minimal to no attention, and you can like it as you scroll through. Whereas you know, like, oh my god, she's using words again. I mean, at one time I was like, well, it's nice that people like that picture, but on the other hand, I'm like, so I get attention for being pretty when I was 18. But I get no response from saying something that's actually kind of important. It's like it, social media is superficial. Right. It's so strange and arbitrary. Yeah. And I've not yet figured out the rules. But at the same time, I don't want, I don't want to. I don't want to become someone who has figured out what's going to get the best reaction and then only post those things. Right. I don't want to do that. Like, I want to just be genuine and I want to post what comes to mind or what I think is funny or what I think is interesting or what I think There's is cool. There's nothing interesting about being genuine. Have you not learned this? I have, which is why I don't <laughs> post on fucking Facebook. No one is interested in the genuine me. No one gives a shit. It's boring. Genuine's boring. Yeah. And it's not, like I said, it's not easily liked and, no. and quantified. No. Know? Picture pretty, words hard. Which is so weird to me. Like, I post a picture of a hairdo and people are like, oh, that's amazing. I'm like, really? It's just a fucking haircut. But then I post something thoughtful and nobody gives a shit. And I'm like, well, it's great that you guys think my hair looks pretty, but at the same time... I'm more than my hair. <laughs> I mean, I know I spend a lot of money on it, but come on. <laughs> There's got to be something else here. Like, I haven't figured out the formula, but that's... To be quite honest, that's kind of how it's always been for me. I don't know the formula. Like, I don't know what people like. And any time I've tried to do what I think people will like, it has failed miserably. And maybe and, there's something to be said for being not formulaic. Yeah. I, I mean, for me, it just... Original. It's, I stumble onto things that people like sometimes, and, and then other times it fails miserably. So I would rather just be myself and not give a fuck how many people it's so much easier it's so much less stressful and I just don't care <laughs> and that's a good tack I think to take with social media is that you know it can be fun it can be entertaining but it, it can't be you know it can't be that important it can't be the end all be all no you just can't care you, you it's great if you want to keep connected. It's great if you want people to like your photos. But at the end of the day, you can't base anything on it. It can be a wonderful, super, superficial way of keeping connected to other people. But if you are staking any of your self-worth on it. Right. Or your moods or anything. Yeah, that's a mistake. And on that note. This has been another episode of My Asshole Brain. My Asshole Brain. So. It's not a competition. We're all fucked up. Thanks for listening. We are not scientists, medical professionals, or mental health experts. We are simply two people interested in discussing a topic that affects everyone, either directly or indirectly. We are not expressing expert opinions, and anything we say should not replace medical advice or treatment. If you're struggling with depression or anxiety, especially if you are thinking of harming yourself or someone else, please seek the help of a mental health or medical professional. The number for the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is one 800 273-8255. You can also chat with them online. Take care. My Asshole Brain was written and hosted by Amanda Green and Stephanie Coons. Artwork by Doug Tolls, produced by Stephen Beasley, and presented by Greasley Enterprises. Copyright 2018. All rights reserved.